Welcome to this special edition of What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, recorded at the Cornet Global Podcast Parlor in Madrid, Spain, Edward Harbison and John Duckworth explore flexibility and workspace as a service. Uh, good afternoon, John. Afternoon, Ed. Hi. Hi. Um, so we're here to talk about uh, the, the shift in uh, shift in flexible workspace uh, after today's session at Cornet, uh, where we had a, a fascinating panel debate between Martin Wallace from Brookfield, Andy O'Donnell from EY. We also had Ronan Jerno from WeWork, who had some pretty pretty interesting views, and um, we heard about it from a from an investment angle from from Charlie Foster. So, in terms of the session today, what do you what do you feel the sort of main the main challenges we have around the sector, and and kind of delve into some of the the talking points? Yeah, thanks, Ed. It was a really good session. I thought um, what I liked about the the session is that we had a, an eclectic cross section of the real estate community. You know, we had we had a banker there, an investment banker. We had a couple of occupiers. We had a WeWork guy representing the operators. Uh, we had an advisor in the shape of EY. And I thought it really got to some of the heart of the discussions around the flex market yeah. in a way which was pretty compelling, actually. I think we had a great debate. You saw that kind of dichotomy about how landlords view the whole sector, what they're trying to do about it. You saw what's driving it from a demand perspective. So how uh, corporates are reacting to disruptive things that are happening within their industries. Mm -hmm. And ultimately how Flex is creating choice Mm -hmm. for corporates to navigate an uncertain path forward in all of their kind of business plans. Mm And in terms of the uh, the sort of intended disruption through through a lot of that, what are we what are we feeling that is happening in the market that is truly embracing disruption? Is it is it the view from from operators and providers, or or is that being driven by by market demands? Um, I think it's a it's it's a mix now. I think it's becoming a lot more of a sustainable trend. I think the previous trend uh, around the flex market was in the the early 2000s where I think it was being driven more by the operators Mm. you know this is it type of approach but that petered out what you have today though in my opinion is something far more systemic and sustainable going on and that's because it's ultimately coming from corporate demand they they are deciding that they need something materially different in terms of how they occupy space going forward I think once that happens in any industry once the customer ultimately decides what it wants, the supply side of that industry needs to react accordingly. And that's why we're seeing this quite huge systemic change taking place within the real estate sector. And so you, you touched upon there the, the, the shifting demand from corporate occupiers. Um, how much do you feel a part of that is being, being driven by, by millennials, or, or essentially uh, new talent within businesses driving that decision within real estate teams? Yeah, I think, I think there is an element. I think you need to be cautious about aspects of this question. Um, you know, EY published data saying that in about 10 years' time, 75% of the workforce will be a millennial. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, therefore, you do have to look at what they represent. Uh, they represent a different culture about how they want to occupy space, how they want to go to work, those things all need to be taken account of. Um, 
uh, but it should not be a panacea. It should not be the main driving force of what the change is taking place here. I think we should be looking to see as part of the equation here what millennials will need and how they'll want to uh, you know, work in the future. But there are many other kind of things to consider going forward, not least how corporates need to react to pure economic disruptive forces within their own sectors. And I, I think, it, like everything, there's a, a basket of influences here. Millennials happen to be an important one, but it's not the only one. Yeah, that, that is interesting. And, and, and I think that also sort of plays part in understanding how, how occupiers are, are adopting new spaces. Now, where we, we had a, a fascinating debate from the guys earlier on uh, the, 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 type of, the type of environments being offered by operators where um, company cultures do not necessarily sort of pass through that. How do we, how do we feel that some operators are, are, are helping corporate occupiers do that and, and perhaps others are, are not being so, so flexible in their, in their approach? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I, I think it, it's to do with it's, it's the combination of data uh, and then awareness of, of how corporates are different, sectors are different. And, and, the, and then the, if you get those things right, what happens is you get choice. Choice is the big part of all of this, is what's happening. And I think um, you know, providing choice caters for a modern organization or a changing, disrupted sector. And I think data drives that ability to provide choice, to speak uh, with real authenticity around choice. And I think that, that is the key uh, aspect to get right um, in this respect. And from a from a landlord perspective, we we heard some some pretty interesting views from from Martin Wallace from Brookfield uh, yeah. earlier today. Yeah. Now, what do you in in terms of Martin's approach and a and a wider landlord's um, response and approach to this? How do you how do you think they will adapt over the coming years? And and what type of what type of changes do do we need to see from landlords? to ensure that this, this movement is not just a, a flash in the pan, as, as some people view it? Well, um, I think that the landlords are absolutely aware of a need to change. Um, I think you have a, a great uh, dyspora of, of landlords um, who are trying to work out what their strategic approach is going to be in this arena. Um, a, lot of, a lot of it is depending on what type of animal they are. Uh, highly leveraged landlords who are beholden to a degree to some sort of funder or investment backer will find it more difficult because of the way in which assets are valued um, which are based upon a long-term valuation. Um, Flex naturally does not cater to that. I do think the valuation industry needs to change as a reaction. Um, flexibility tends to with it bring other advantages not least um, stickiness within an asset which is a benefit for an asset but also premiums from an income stream you can address um, various services around it which actually turns out to be an economic benefit to an asset I, I think that if the valuation and by extension the banking industry was able to get their head around that in an informed way I think you could see some quite rapid change to how landlords do react. But change does need to happen in that side because it, it, it is acting as a drag against the landlord reaction. Mm. And I would say at the moment, generally speaking, the private landlords are getting on with it. 
you know, there's some good examples, particularly in, say, the UK with people like Dorrington and others who are, are a lot more at liberty to make decisions and react to this yep. and drive premiums within rents and so on uh, and, and do flexible stuff. Um, but I think the other larger leveraged uh, publicly, publicly quoted landlords are doing elements of window dressing, in my opinion, about flex. And I think that's something that will, will inevitably change. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that, that, that's interesting because there's been numerous uh, market commentaries around the, the percentage of space within a building that, that needs to be sort of directed as, as flexible office space. I don't think there is, a, there is definitely, a, there's definitely not a formula to that. And there isn't, there isn't a sort of a magic formula, magic mix to, to make that. But I, I do think, as you, as you say, the variety within the space is, is critical. There needs to be space as a service, as, we, as, as we've all mentioned previously. But what do we, what do we see those additional amenities and, and, and services? What are those amenities and services? And how, in turn, do they, do they benefit the, the, the corporate occupier? Well, I think you have to split it in between kind of um, infrastructure and location amenities and in in building in asset uh, amenities so infrastructure location amenities that's been around for a long long time it's about how well located the building is to transport facilities amenities that are in the the hinterland of any given asset Mm -hmm. Uh, i think there's a, a, a whole different debate going on here which is critical which is about um, modern ways of working in terms of commuting um, whilst there may be a train station or a hub to a particular asset that's close in proximity that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a good thing going forward because I think the commute itself is becoming an issue for a lot of modern companies so yeah. I think you're going to see some change in that respect as well going back though to the actual in asset type of amenity in the space as a service mm-hmm. I think that breaks itself into obviously things which are more of an amenity and then things which are more of an operational necessity I would put that into things like from an amenity perspective I think there's a whole area around well-being uh, there's a whole area around occupational strategy that's driven by data there's a whole area around um, uh, food and beverage services that you get um, the well-being piece is particularly interesting at the moment about you know uh, how, how um, uh, employees are looked after properly um, and I think you're going to see more and more of a menu type of approach by landlords and providers and operators to cater for that type of thing. The other piece around it, though, is obviously around the operational benefits and amenities that an asset can provide. And what I'm talking about there is the financial and the contractual flexibility that an asset's able to provide. And that's another type, in my opinion, another type of an amenity where flex almost becomes a utility for an occupier to use space. Yeah. Okay, no, and, and I, I think I think that, that that's interesting. And from a from a research angle, we, we we published several reports earlier this year. But one of our reports on market demand shows that requirements for fifty desks or more um, is is increasing and has increased by around eighty percent across the EU. What in terms of the profile of companies taking space? Traditionally, Flex was always deemed as a, a solution for small to medium enterprises. What is, what is causing that shift and, and, and why are corporates adopting that as a, as a, as a solution? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, it, it, it's been painted with that brush as being, you know, the startup 
kind of territory, but that's clearly changed massively in the last five years. And mm. I think there's a few things going on here. We've, we've touched upon this lack of certainty around business planning horizons uh, for any organisation and within sectors and industries that are being hugely disrupted. Mm. And, you know, anyone, if you look at any survey of a CRE, corporate real estate head, uh, a CEO, CFO, then, um, you, you know, one of the biggest uh, requests for them is the ability to navigate and through greater agility within the portfolio. So that's driving it. Well, thank you very much for that, John. That's, uh, that's been fascinating insight into to the session earlier, what's happening in the market, and uh, thanks for your time. Thanks, Ed. It's been great talking to you today. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.